to a brand new edition of The Call. It is a Baltimore Ravens podcast where we talk anything and everything Baltimore Ravens football. Thank you all for listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player.fm, Overcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. Well, the Ravens this offseason are definitely keeping us busy. I didn't think we were going to be talking again until the draft, but here we are. The Ravens, they laid a golden egg on Easter and they announced that Odell Beckham Jr. will be a Baltimore Raven this coming season. Huge news. This is absolutely huge from the Baltimore Ravens. Odell Beckham is what they're going to be calling him in Baltimore. And uh, joining me, as always, to talk all about it, my buddy Josh. He called me Sunday night, so excited, ready to do the podcast on Sunday night. That's what he wanted to do on Easter is talk about this deal. But Boy, joining me, as always. reaction, man. I was ready to go. <laughs> my buddy Josh, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. And uh, coming off an Easter weekend, holiday weekend, I hope it was good for you. I know I talked to you. You were at the beach Obviously, for scheduling purposes and equipment purposes, you were at the beach and couldn't record the podcast. I thought about doing a Facebook Live, but I was like, look, got to do this the right way. We got to put out a call. So out of nowhere, laying the golden egg out of left field, Odell Beckham Jr. is a Baltimore Raven out of, dude, out of nowhere. That was, that was a Randy Orton arcade out of nowhere kind of deal, man. That was just like, are you kidding me? Like, I was like sitting there just relaxing on Easter Sunday family. All of a sudden my phone blows up. I was like, Ravens agreed to deal with Beckham. I'm like, Beckham, like the guy, like that guy. I was like, what? And remember they reportedly offered him a deal. Like what a week or two ago. Right. And then like right. nothing really happened with that. So, you know, obviously this is surprising news and the words I've heard from other folks is shocking. It, it's definitely something that was unexpected. And it was certainly um, a welcome breaking news for the Ravens uh, front for that sake. Well, I mean, the the thing against the Ravens has always been they don't have uh, they've never drafted a wide receiver. They've never had a good wide receiving core. They can't do this. They can't do that. I, I think they kind of put those those doubters to rest at this point because signing Odell Beckham, that was the the biggest name out there on free agency for over a year now. Because if you remember, uh, Odell Beckham missed all of last season due to the injury he suffered in the Super Bowl when he was an L.A. Ram. And the entire season, it was, where's Odell going to land? Where's it going to land? Where's he going to go? He was he was working out the end of last season, thinking somebody going for the Super Bowl push might sign him. But here he is. He joins the Baltimore Ravens. He looked around. He went to a couple different places, but he decides on Baltimore. I mean, you got to give it to Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh and those guys for getting this. This is this is a huge get. I mean, this is 
this is the biggest fish in the pond right now of guys that are not signed to long-term deals in the NFL. Absolutely. And it's a huge name. You know, one of the biggest names in receiver free agent history, if we can recall, I mean, there's some big, big names out there, right? You know, Antonio Brown's been out there and obviously, you know, the Ravens took a chance on Des Bryant a couple of years ago. So um, Ravens have been known for doing this recently. And, you know, instant reaction was, it was mixed. And, and I called you, obviously I was fired up, you know, wanted to do the show, but it was kind of like, we talked. And the thing about it is, is you no, know, most reaction was negative because of the money. And I get it, right? A one-year prove-it deal for upwards of $18 million for one year. And, and everybody's like, but he didn't play. He hasn't played in the last two Super Bowls or he hasn't played since last year. And I'm like, look, we get that. You know, what's your take on the money? Are you concerned that the Ravens allocated such a high price for receiver? You know, yes, his, he has a big name. You know, it's Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, come on. You know, we can't get, you know, it's 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 one of those high-profile receivers, but and we're happy to have him. And, uh, but, you know, you have to look at the money. You know, what's your reaction to that? You think the Ravens overpaid for somebody's services with two ACLs and hasn't played in, in well over a year and two Super Bowls? It, it does you know, worry. It, it does worry me to the fact that he hasn't been on the field for so long. I mean, we looked at a guy like Le'Veon Bell who took a season off. He came back and he was not the same Le'Veon Bell when he joined the New York Jets a couple of years ago. So it does worry me that he's been off the field. However, the same people that are complaining that the Ravens spent too much money are the same people that are complaining that they never invest enough money into a right, wide receiver. So, Bingo. Bingo. So, so there is that. However. Is it a it's only a one year deal? I think that the Ravens, number one, they wouldn't have invested this much money into him. They saw him on a tryout day. You know, they were one of the teams that were watching him run reps and seeing what he still had out there. It kind of like what he was doing on on certain days was proving that he could still play the game. So obviously the Ravens were impressed with that. They liked what they saw. He's a proven guy. He's 30 years old. That is, you know, maybe middle aged for a uh, a wide receiver, you know, in that in his time of his 31. life. 31. I thought he was 30. Is, is he turning 31? He's either 30 or 31. Let me look. Hold on. I'm pretty sure he's 30. I could be wrong, but. Google it. It's uh, it, it's. It's a one-year deal. I think that what the Ravens... He's 30 years old and 157 days. He was born November 5th, 1992. He's a 90s baby. 90 baby. Okay. So... I'm an 80s baby, so he's way younger than me. Obviously, he's got some injuries. But look, no, he's on... And we get the shelf life of NFL players when we we think 30. 30 is really, really young, right? But... No, the dude's coming off of two major injuries. Hasn't played, what, two full seasons in eight years. We get that. But here's the other side of coin, and and, and you probably saw my rants, and it kind of opened the door to our discussion. So, like, you know, folks have reason to con- – their reason for concern for his injuries are warranted, right, especially yours. And, and I'm right there with you. But let's not forget, every skill position for the Ravens is either coming off a current injury or had a previous injury within the last year or two. So, like – Time out, you know, s- slow your roll, stop being upset. You know, are you forgetting that J.K. and Gus Edwards just came off an injury last year? That was their first year back. They took a whole year off, just like Odell. They couldn't play. What about Mark Andrews and Bateman, who got hurt in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Thursday night football game? You know, Bateman has been drafted and hasn't played full two full seasons yet. But I don't hear y'all chirping about that, you know, and we understand Lamar hasn't played 
in, in the last two full seasons. So every skill position right now under the Ravens' current contract has been hurt, including Odell Beckham now. So, you know, you can belly it all you want that the Ravens, you know, put out money for an off-injured player, but the whole Ravens' offense is off-injured. So let's be real here. You know, if you're going to talk about one player, keep in mind, I'm going to be here to remind you, the Ravens don't have a pristine health bill. You know, you know, look what happened in 21 when all those players went down in training camp, and we get it, right? New offensive coordinator, they got rid of Sanders, and it could be a new tra- strength in training. We get that. There's a new regime change, you know, in the Ravens staffing organization, and we get that, which is exciting. But let's not forget, and, and I'm going to – I'm just going to say this, man. You know, I was a little fired up, too, because Sunday was a day of negativity. It was Easter Sunday, man. It was a great day, beautiful day out. But, like, everybody just wanted to be negative, you know, with the golfing and the Masters and then with the Odell Beckham. It's, oh, 18 million friend. Look. We can dissect on the podcast and we can have a discussion on what the Ravens want to do financially. But here's the thing. I love the fact that folks want to tell other people how to spend their money, right? Like, look, you know me, I'm sober, but, you know, I'm not going to sit there and laugh at you if you want to pay a $200 bar tab on a weekend. That's your, that knock yourself out. Why are we all bent out of shape? If the Ravens want to take uh, uh, their money and allocate up to $18 million with incentives to a receiver who hasn't played since 21, knock themselves out, let them. You know, let's see. It's risk-reward. If he's healthy and he can contribute and the Ravens want to do that and bring him in, they saw enough in that workout, just like they did Des Bryant 2020 when they brought Des in. They saw enough in that workout and what happened last year. I mean, I feel like this is a better signing than the Deshaun Jackson signing in the middle of the season last year. Deshaun Jackson was six years older right now than Odell Beckham. And he didn't contribute. Yeah, he got the the highlight, you know, catch uh, for the long bomb in Jacksonville. But that, to all I can remember, that's what Deshaun Jackson was remembered for as a Raven. I don't remember any other plays. Did he even score a touchdown? Do you recall? This is awesome, and I'm excited. It just seemed like when the instant reaction happened, I got floods of text messages. Oh no, back! Awesome, let's ra- Everybody's excited, and then you log on social media, and it was the exact opposite. Everybody was like like not happy. And I'm like, dude, the Ravens can win the Super Bowl and y'all have something. It's just like everybody just wanted to just nitpick this. And I get it. My take is I'm not uberly excited about the money. I probably would have done half that. I don't know if you agree or disagree on that. I maybe would have allocated no more than maybe eight to ten million to Odell. But Odell was looking for a certain number. But I don't know if you know how quickly this changed. Wasn't it reported that he was basically going to meet with the Jets? He was. He was supposed to meet like, with the Jets, yeah. The, the, and I took a screenshot of this. I can even show this on the call Facebook, but I took a screenshot and then highlighted. So, at, look, and this is why I was like, yo, what happened? 2.51 p.m. on Sunday, I get a notification. It says, Jets' long-awaited meeting with wide receiver Adele Beckham Jr. will be multifaceted. It will include not only a physical, but also a thorough discussion of what to expect in the Aaron Rodgers offense. And it's like, I, I have to open it, but it's a screenshot, but there's more to it. Then... You fast forward to the five o'clock hour, less than three hours later, Odell Beckham Jr. has agreed to deal with the Ravens. And I'm like, and I'm like, and I look back, I'm like, wait a minute. I remember just reading he was going to meet with the Jets this week. The Ravens are offering a deal and they're, they're inking it. Like, what, what happened? Like, that's how quickly this transpired. And if he could contribute, you know, let's all forward. And, and you know what's interesting to me? Did you break down? I don't know if you saw this. Did you? 
Did you get a chance to look at what Nelson Aguilar did? Because remember, El Nelson Aguilar is also brought in as a Raven. Do you recall how Nelson Aguilar has like the inconsistencies with his drops and everything? Right. Odell Beckham, for, to me, is the opposite. He's shorthanded. He's going to get you to please. He's going to run crisp routes. You know, and I and I get what you're saying about because you mentioned this before when we kind of chatted about it on Sunday night with the excitement. You know, you mentioned the diva thing with the net back in New York and all that. You know you know, are you still feeling the same way? Like, are you kind of like, like, are you kind of like saying, okay, Odell, you're a Baltimore Raven. You know, I have this portrayal of you. Let's see what you got. Like, what are your thoughts? You know, cause I know you were more on the, the diva side of things. Cause we know NFL receivers are divas. Let's call it what it is. It just must be the position. Right. But um, what's your take on that now? Are you still, are you kind of like prove me wrong, Odell? Or are you kind of, are you still excited? Yeah, well, you see, that's why I'm kind of happy that we waited to record for a little bit, because I think if we would have recorded on Sunday, I would have had a completely different attitude. So I've looked into a couple different news articles, you know, the typical ones for the NFL. Kay Adams talked about the Odell Beckham signing. I watched that video. I listened to the Lounge podcast. It was very interesting to hear what they had to say. The diva attitude that that Odo Beckham has had in the past that has really bothered me I, I was when they first announced he's going to be a Raven I was like I don't want that attitude in the locker room plus it doesn't feel like a Ravens attitude you know the Ravens attitude is I'm an underdog nobody else wants me the Ravens want me I'm going to prove everybody wrong Odell Beckham I like I have that vision of, of him fighting with the net and then kneeling down to the net and apologizing like I don't want to see those antics on the side of on the side of the field I, I think all that's unnecessary if we're talking about strictly on the field though he has proven he's been to the dance he's been to the Super Bowl he's won a Super Bowl you saw the emotion of him after the the team won he had to leave the game of course because he got hurt but like the dude was sobbing after I mean you saw how much passion he had for the game after that Super Bowl win I'm sure he wants to get there again once you get that taste of victory you want you're chasing that forever after that and you know what the other thing is look at how he announced that he was going to be a Raven put a picture of his son up in a Lamar jersey. I think the fact that Odell Beckham is now in his 30s, he's a dad, I kind of think that that diva mentality he may have had in the past, hopefully being a dad and being a little bit older, has kind of taken that away. You know, when he was with the Giants, we saw the boat uh, picture, and they never really, the Giants never really recovered after that boat picture until this year. But... I'm thinking the diva attitude, maybe that was just a guy in his 20s with a lot of money enjoying himself. Now that he's a dad, he's in his 30s, he's won a Super Bowl before. I think that just like the Rams, the Ravens have adopted a win-now mentality and this one-year deal and the money they've spent on Odell makes a lot of sense because I think they want to make it to the Super Bowl now. With Lamar's future up in the air, who knows what's going to happen in a year? down the road I think these guys this is also a way to entice Lamar to sign with the Ravens again if he plays under the franchise tag with Odell Beckham you know I, I think he might actually show up to training camp and play under that franchise tag uh, now that Odell is here but I think I think all all of this makes sense and I think all of this is good for the Ravens I, I don't know how you get a, a Super Bowl winning wide receiver on a team with Lamar and how that doesn't work out in your favor so 
I, I hope that the diva attitude is done. I hope we're done with that. I hope this is more about the game than anything else because Odell's good. He's great on the field. He really, really is. The stuff he did when he was younger, I didn't like it. I thought it was it was dumb. Plus, also, I should bring this up too. He's been to the bottom. He's played in Cleveland. You know, he's been to the <laughs> he's been to the yeah, bottom. Yeah, sadness. Let's call it yeah. what it is. Yeah, right. He knows what it's like to be at the top of the mountain. He knows what it's like to be at the bottom of a lake. So I'm sure he doesn't want to be in the bottom of a lake again, like he was in Cleveland. No, not at all. But you bring up speaking of Cleveland. Here's another thing that folks probably don't remember. Todd Munkin, our new offensive coordinator, was Odell's offensive coordinator in Cleveland. But go back to Todd Munkin's press conference. Did he foreshadow this months prior? Did he not did he not talk up Odell Beckham in that press conference? He did. He did. Remember that. He was talking about his skill sets. And remember, he was talking about like, yeah, sure, he wants the ball, but what skill player doesn't want the ball? Like you said. MLP players want to get at bats. Guys, you know, want to take the last shot in, in basketball, like when the game's online. Like these guys, there's the reason why. And I think, and I get the antics off the field probably lead to that diva thing. But it's like, I think that's why a lot of these players are portrayed by folks, you know, and I just mean general, I'm not pointing you out there, Brandon, but I just mean like just folks in general, they probably take it as diva ish because it's like, well, they're crying, me, 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 you want the ball. I'm like, why wouldn't you? Like, Kobe did it, you know, God rest his soul. He did it in his career. Like, look, give me the ball. I'm going to make that shot. For, they they crave that. When those when, when the players are good as who they are and, and, and they perform and they produce, you know, you want – it's it's just like I see the what the puck behind you. Like, would you want – for the Capitals, who do you want to take in the last shot? Right. And it's over time. You don't want – I mean, hey, any catch player is capable, but, hey, let's call it what it is. You want the grade eight shooting that thing, right? That's right. Shoot out right. or whatever. Yeah, you got to give it to your best guy. And, of course, Ovi is going to probably crave that in, in any sport. You know, MJ with the last shot and LeBron, Kobe, and all the greats in the NBA and in the NFL. Like, no, you know, look at look at the NFL now. Like, do you think Tom Brady wants the ball last and go down the field and score? How about Patrick Mahomes rising up to the occasion like now? It's just like – and when Tom Munkin did that, I, I kind of was like, now that, and that could be another thing too. That was a key factor with Odell choosing the Ravens is look, we got your old OC. Mm-hmm. And it was in 19 that that happened. And I'm looking at the, the stats. And in 19, he kind of had his best year as a Cleveland Brown, you know, his production waned each year, but yeah. um you know, it, that's something of, you know, when you mentioned Cleveland and all that, there's a key factor that, folks are probably missing there is the foreshadowing and with our new OC. I'm really excited because of that, because now you already got the familiarity. He knows how Odell works. Now you put him in this offense. That makes me even more excited with the guys we have, not only Odell, but you get to work with Mark Andrews and JK Dobbins and Rashad Beaton. And, and you know, we'll get to Lamar at the, at the tail end of this too, because there's another factor involved but you know that's what has me excited when I when I, as soon as I read read that report and he signed I'm my mind went right to Todd Munkin and the OC and his words and I'm like yeah yeah th- this is going to work out for us as long again long as he stays healthy but bro sky's the limit high risk high reward and I love it let's look at the offense right now as a whole how many number one 
draft picks are, are a part of this team now. You have Odell, you have Rashad Bateman, you have Nelson Aguilar. That's just the wide receiver core that was drafted yep. in the first round. You have guys like Tyler Lindenbaum, who was a number Wait. one draft pick. You've got uh, Ronnie Stanley. And that's just offense. This, is, this offense is filled with first-round draft picks. And then not only that, but we had the defense come into their own. They started shaky, remember? And we had... You know, Roquan Smith edition. Now we inked him in his long-term deal, and he's the anchor in the middle of the defense. Now you have Kyle Hamilton with a high grade. You got Marlon Humphrey back there. You know, they have five draft picks in this coming draft, and we'll, you know, be talking about that little – not this show, but we'll be doing a pre-draft show to talk about draft strategy and breakdown. But maybe the Ravens could use some of that for defense. Because remember, the defense came on – my point was – before it gets lost is the defense came in their own. So we, we're excited about the Odell signing and the all, but let's not forget there's a Baltimore Ravens defense that was, you know, shutting folks down at the end of the year and only allowing what, like 13, 14 points per game. So I'm excited to see what Odell can do, but you know, in the and you brought up the Ravens offense and it caused me to think as folks were kind of not only bashing the, with the signing with the whole money and then him being off injured, but everybody's like, what about production? You know, Odell hasn't produced in a while. I'm just like, so it caused me to look at numbers. I'm a numbers guy, right? And a statistics guy. I should have probably just been a statistics guy in sports, man. But um, at least you can say that word. I can't say that word. It, no, I can't say Worcestershire sauce or whatever. <laughs> I can't say that. If I had to do that or I would die, I'd be dead because I can't say Worcestershire. I don't even know how you say it. Like Worcestershire. Worcestershire. I do. Worcestershire. No, I don't know. I don't, w sauce. I don't know. Um, <laughs> So Nelson Aguilar obviously played for the Patriots in 22. Odell played last in 21. I'm going to read you some stat lines. By the way, spoiler alert, I'll give you the punchline. The stat lines for these two receivers are similar. Similar. Actually, Odell's got slightly better numbers, but their production as far as targets to receptions are very similar. And the yards are, are you know, yeah, they're not virtually identical. But here's the thing. Nelson Aguilar played in... All 16 games for the Patriots in 2022. Okay. Actually, it says game started seven, but I don't know. But here's the thing. Um, I have to go back and look at how many games he really played, but it says game started seven. I don't know if that means he started and or played. But in all, in 2022, Nelson Aguilar had 53 targets for 31 receptions on those. 362 yards receiving and two touchdowns. Okay. Nelson Aguilar had three touchdowns total in 21 for the whole year. He had two in 22. So for the last two years, he has five. Keep that number in mind, five. He averaged in 22, 11.7 yards per reception in 2021, 12.8. Odell Beckham Jr. Played 21, he played for the Browns and the Rams in the same year. So cumulative stats. He had 82 targets and caught 44 of those. He had 537 yards. Five touchdowns. They were all with the Rams in 21. He didn't catch any for Cleveland in, 20, in 21. And he had 12.2 yards per reception average. So, obviously, Odell's got the yardage and the touchdowns. Odell caught five touchdowns in seven games with the Rams in the end of the regular season there when he got traded midseason. Nelson Aguilar has five touchdowns last two years total. We'd be talking a different story if Odell, and Odell Beckham still contributing to the Super Bowl. If I recall, did he not catch a touchdown in the Super Bowl? Did he? I'm if pretty I recall, sure. Yeah, he did. Pretty yeah. sure he did. Yeah. He got hurt in that second half of the game, I believe. I don't, it could have been first half. I could be dead wrong. Can't remember, but he got hurt in the Super Bowl. He contributed the whole way. And if he wasn't hurt in that game, 
we'd be talking a different tune here. So he's got a year. He's and, and look, he got hurt. He was probably what his birthday was in November. You know, he was in his late twenties, man, like young, and he had a whole year to, to rehab. That's why I wanted to bring up the numbers. The production is similar. And Nelson Aguirre has an inconsistency with drops. I don't see that with Odell. Yes, the injuries are there, but look, healthy. Odell is going to be just fine. I hope Nelson Aguilar can get that under control. And, you know, we'll see with coaching and, the, and what the Ravens staff can provide for that. Um, maybe address some of the issues there. Um, you know, I'm on the fence with that because there is some inconsistencies with Nelson Aguilar's game. Hey, still, he's still um, an NFL receiver, you know, way better than me and you can do it. So, um, but, you know, just looking at the tail of tape, you know, uh, you know, right now Odell is going to shine way better than Nelson. And, but I, I they're all going to contribute And looking at the Ravens wide receiver room. I believe that the Ravens brass did want to address that. And they said that we're going to change the wide receiver room. And did they not now folks are like up in arms because it's like, oh, well, I'd rather have D hop versus Odell. We don't know what happened there. Like we don't know if the Ravens didn't want to give up certain draft picks or if the D hop would probably command way more money than Odell. I don't know what that situation. I don't even think it came out when the Raven side of things on why that didn't work out. And everybody, and there's some people that are saying, well, that could still be on the table. Imagine if they kind of made a move for D hop and had Odell. Now it's kind of like, well, who gets the ball? Cause you got Andrews, you have Odell, you have D hop. I mean, that would be a dream offense, but um, you know, maybe it just didn't work out with D hop and you're right. You know, in, in, Retrospect, I'd rather have a DeAndre Hopkins with a big physical guy than Odell when you compare them both receivers and call it what it is. But I'm happy to have Odell's skill set here. I'm happy to have his production here. I'm happy to have his charisma, his experience in the NFL. And you look at the Ravens. When you talked about, you said Super Bowl experience earlier, the Ravens have two players now on the Ravens staff or, or players on, 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 on their roster that – won Super Bowls. Justin Tucker with the Ravens and now it's Odell Beckham who won it with the Rams a couple years ago. So that's it. So when you talk Super Bowl experience and the taste and what it's like to get there, that's your two players you're going to look to on offense. That's it. Um, nobody left on defense that won it. Um, and then other than the, the coaching staff with Harbaugh, and I don't know if there's other coaches on staff there that, that stayed on there that won it with the team in 2012, but that, that's what you're left with, that pedigree. So you're right. He brings that experience. He brings the hunger. And you know what? You know, it just shows you, you know, what with fresh knee-jerk reaction perspective. I think that's pretty awesome with your perspective that you let us in on. Like, if we recorded instant reaction on Sunday night, it would have been a totally different tune now. It's kind of like, you're right, man. Like, coming in the NFL, catching that big catch, remember, against Dallas. And that was his claim to fame with the one-handed grab on Sunday football. And there it is. The star's born. Odell doing his things. It's New York goes to your head he's young he's flashy but you're right having a kid well grounded he's a father now back end of his career getting him maybe his last chance at an nfl career here so you know it's it's a fresh perspective that you offered and you know and i appreciate that it's pretty cool you know you, you know, once you settle down and really look in between the lines you really understand there's more to meets the eye and that's for sure but here's the here's the thing we really want to talk about right about odell Odell coming here and the situation with Lamar. That's another big issue here. Let's say you about that. We know Lamar and Odell FaceTimed on Sunday. Lamar put out an Instagram about that. I thought I saw video of them at a club or something recently uh, where the two of them were partying together. Uh, Odell is a big Lamar fan. I mean, I think, I think that, that he's 
Lamar is a big reason why Odell chose Baltimore. I think the fact that uh, Lamar seems excited to to um, play with with Odell is a sign that he's he's going to come back potentially pay uh, play underneath that franchise tag. If you noticed in that Instagram post with Lamar and Odell Beckham, Lamar is wearing a, a Raven shield uh, around his neck. He's got that necklace on still. So. Are the chances of Lamar coming back and playing underneath the franchise tag with the Ravens for this year? Uh, I think the the chances are really high. If you would have asked me a week ago, I think Lamar would have sat out. But um, I think that I again, I think that the, this line of thinking with the Ravens is like the Rams were the year they won the Super Bowl. They're all in. They are all in for this year, this season. I think that getting Odell Beckham means they're not looking at wide receiver in the first round of the draft. They're probably going to go defense, probably cornerback uh, in the draft right now. I think that they're saying, look, we, we want a guy in the Super Bowl. We don't know what's going to happen with Lamar in the future. We know he's got a, a franchise tag for this year. He says he's going to come back and play underneath that. So I think that this year it's Super Bowl or bust for this Baltimore Ravens team. They're all in. They're willing to spend the money and they're kind of like worried about the future you know that's a problem for future Harbaugh you know we're not going to do that right now right now we want to win we're going to bring in playmakers we're going to make this team as best as we can right now and we'll worry about next year next year so could I you imagine if they if that happens and Lamar's under this tag and he plays under a tag and they're the and you feel like it's that win it or now mentality with this window because the future could be uncertain with this team um, which is crazy because I, I feel like the window could be open for a few more years, but I get it offensively there's questions. But you think the Ravens' predicament with this contract situation is ugly now? What if the Ravens go out and win it all? Oh, this, Now what do you pay Lamar? Now now what's that number? Now now, now what's that number? Now, and then, of course, all the tie turns with the, 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 the whole division with the four and, and the four and against Lamar because now it's like, okay, now he won it. Okay, now what? But it's just like, at the end, that would be that would be quite intriguing because then it's wow, like the fathom that would be insane. But you know, hey, that's great because that brings the third championship to Baltimore, and we're all for that, right? It, that's the goal. And Lamar spoke it on draft night. You're going to get a Super Bowl out of me, but you know, rubber meets the road, man. Got you got to play, got to you know, stay healthy, got to put up some numbers, and um, you know, this offense could be could be a good thing for Lamar and how he can thrive, but we got to see it, man. I'm still, I'm still a little skeptical because of the injuries and because of the, the lack of consistency with the MVP like play from him. We haven't seen it since four years ago and you can't live off of four years. And, um, you know, I told you, you know, I, you know, me look, listen to the shows used to be in this corner, this kid's corner. And I, you know, now it's like with everything, I'm falling out of favor and I'm now like seeing it like, okay, you got to prove it, man. And if you're the real deal, go out and show us, um, prove us wrong. But till that, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know what's going to happen there, but you know, if we just focus on this year and what it is, is I've always been adamant with everything going on with the contract and the tag. I said it all along and I'm not wavering. Lamar is going to be a Raven. I felt that just because of no teams jumped out to get him. No teams were offering him a contract. And um, now more so with this coming out, I just don't think – look, common sense has to make you believe that Odell wouldn't ink this kind of deal if they probably – if he didn't have an inkling or spoke to Lamar off the record and think like, hey, bro, are you are you going to be a Raven? So I'd like to play with you. 
you know, and then, but then folks, when I bring that up here, they get right to it. Right. Oh, well, they, he played with Baker in Cleveland. Oh, that was traded. Let's get that right. This is a free – this is totally – I'm like, yeah, you have a sliver point, but I'm going to nail you with a fact. Odell Beckham Jr. was traded to the Cleveland Browns. He had no choice. This is a free agent signing, which now he has a choice to sign with which team, and he chose the Ravens, whether it was money, whether it was Lamar recruiting him, or whatever you may be, he chose the Ravens for a reason. And apparently he was supposed to meet the Jets. So, And that was – and that could have been with Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers, I've already said spokenly – he wants to be a Jet. He intends to play for the Jets. We'll see how that saga plays out between both green teams, New York and Packers. But um, I don't know. That's yeah. my perspective. I, I just don't think he's going to sign here if Tyler Huntley or anybody else is going to be under center or if the Ravens go in the draft and draft the quarterback and move on from Lamar. But I just don't see that. Common sense makes you to believe that it's not happening. And now seeing them together in Miami at a live golf tournament event, seeing them on FaceTime, like, like common sense, Brandon, makes you think. If Lamar really wasn't going to be a Raven or any part of this organization, then why the heck are you FaceTiming a player who just got signed with the team if you don't have anything to do with the team? Like that to me, and and I hear people, right, social media, conspiracies, right? Oh, well, we don't know when that FaceTime was taken, dude. You know it had to be taken right after that that signing, dude. I don't. It could have been months ago. I don't care. I don't know. And But you have to the, – the, the evidence is before us. I think it happened right after the signing or that same weekend. But – I digress, but that, that's just my spin on it. Yeah, Think about this, too. I mean, the reason why he left Cleveland, he didn't like the work he was getting done in Cleveland. Wasn't it uh, – or not Lamar. It Wasn't it uh, Odell Beckham's dad was tweeting to the Browns or something on his behalf saying you weren't doing enough for him or whatever? Like, I don't want to see that in Baltimore. But think about this. A couple of weeks ago, news came out that the Ravens offered Baker Mayfield a deal and that he was going to be the backup QB, and he turned him down to go to the Bucks. Imagine this deal with Odell Beckham, I have to imagine, doesn't get done if the Baker deal gets done a couple weeks ago because he didn't he left because he wasn't happy with his throws and, and didn't like working with Baker. Baker comes in as a backup QB for the Ravens. Odell's probably like, I don't want to be in the same locker room with him again. So, like, it's kind of crazy that uh, that we are, are getting Odell after a Baker Mayfield deal kind of like fell through the cracks and didn't happen. So it's. You know, it's the way the world works. It's it's uh, we're getting Odell instead of Baker. I think that's that's kind of funny. Yeah, and I, when I first read that report, I was shocked. I was like, "Really? Come on, Ravens!" Like, I don't know. I didn't know what to make if, of it. If you that. remember, if you remember when Baker left Cleveland the first time, I texted you, and I was just like, "You know, I don't want him to take the place of Lamar, but could you imagine a Lamar Baker Mayfield duo like?" That's that's intriguing because you even said like, hey, it's it's two quarterbacks from the first round of the of that same year draft class. Um, but I was like, I'm like, I know it's never going to happen, but I don't know. It could it could be interesting to see those two actually on the same team working together. But obviously, it didn't work out. But it would have been weird. Yeah, it would have been weird. So yeah, I, I, I right, let's let's wrap this up. Uh, Odell Beckham officially a Raven. Time will tell if this works out. I think that a lot of people are upset about the money, like you said. But, you know, if, if Lamar's saying, hey, you're not giving me any targets to throw to, he can't say that anymore. Bringing in I mean, Odell right. Beckham. Bringing right. in, yeah, bringing in, uh, you know, it, cha- putting this putting this wide receiver core to another level with, with the signings that they've had so far this year. This is better than the Deshaun Jackson acquisition in the middle of the season last year. 
Yeah. You can agree all you disagree all you want. If you don't think that that's fine. You can go down that road. Whoever wants to go, go disagree with that. But look, call it what it is. Like we, we talked about it when it happened last year, right? As soon as Deshaun J- Jackson was signed and they were looking at him, I'm like, this is exactly what we talked about it. This is what the Ravens do. They, they can't hit a receiver in the draft. Their, their, their receiver that they've had for last year, Shabin gets hurt. Their number one target in receiving Mark Andrews tight end goes down. So they just bring in folks off the street, and I'm just like, and then everybody's like, well, this is another. No, it isn't. This is different. And I just feel like it's different. Um, I don't know why. I just feel like it's different. Um, and folks are getting on my case about that. Oh, okay, you feel like it's different because it's Odo Beckham Jr., not Nelson Aguilar or any lesser name. It's like, no, I just, again, we talked about it. Todd Munkin involved, previous. Was, there's a lot of factors there. And, he, and look, he's shorthanded, and I feel like you know he's going to get it done. And look. If he goes out there and gives us 60 – stays healthy and gives us 60 receptions, 800 yards, and seven touchdowns or so, that is great production uh, from Odell. And uh, see where he goes. And I'm excited to see him. And not only that, but this is kind of like a good for me because of high-profile receivers that have been on the Ravens now with Des Bryant and Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, in the last few seasons – this is redemption for me because I'm still bitter that I didn't get to see Des Bryant play in person for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Cause remember it was the 2020 year and fans could go to game. So really bitter. I got to see him obviously on TV and got the you know photos, you know, saved and all that from him being in a Raven uniform, putting up the X. But um, the, the, for me as a, as a guy who's blessed enough to have season tickets to go to these games. Now to get to see Odell Beckham in person in purple and black, I'm excited for it. So I don't care who's throwing the football. I'm excited for Odell to be here, and it, it just seems like Lamar is going to be the guy. And uh, we'll see where it goes. It's going to be fun. This year. That's that's what I'm saying. It's going to be this year. What happens after this year, who knows? But this knows. year, it's – It focuses on this year. I mean, we don't know what next year bring money-wise, personnel-wise. You know, we get it. There's guys that are coming up with contracts in, in their next wave with J.K., and we already know Mark Andrews signed his long-term deal, and there's other guys. So um, – you know, let's just enjoy the moment and, yeah. and talk about 2023 Ravens and Odell Beckham Jr.'s inked. He's a Baltimore Raven, and um, I'm pretty excited about it. Let's go. Let's go, Odell. And, see what you got. And it, it is this year, Super Bowl or bust. If this season ends in anything yeah. besides a Super Bowl, this season is a failure, but the Ravens are doing the work to make that happen and it's right now. Super Bowl or bust, early April pre-draft. Here we go. Uh-huh. That's what it big, is. Big, That's what it is. Big, big, as we close out the show, when it, we were talking pre 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 show, I pretty said pre air. You, you talked about it, right? You speaking of Odell and the O's. I wanted to have some fun with this because you were like, okay, did would you say something about like? I saw I saw a Twitter. Uh, a yeah, somebody put out say, a tweet. I'm gonna butcher it. Would you say? Let me find this. So this was a joke somebody put out. I retweeted it. Uh, the fact that Ravens fans will be saying the name Odell in their thick Balmer accent is worth the 18 million alone. So it's it's Odell Beckham, hein? Oh, that's gonna be great. <laughs> it's like it's kind of like you know I know Manny Machado moved on, but it was kind of like when Manny Machado was a Raven, and or not a Raven Oriole, and and crossing obviously birds here, and I was like, if he just stayed, I'm like, it was just fun to say Manny Machado, like you just had to, <laughs> and it was just so fun. like Joe Flacco, like anybody any player here that had an o at the end of their name it was done for like yeah you threw it out but what's funny to me i'm going to issue at this what i find funny is when i'm working and doing other things and hearing people talk when they're talking digits and numbers and letters 
you know how like we say for the area code 410 like 410 like right. you know everybody either says 410 or 410 but if you're from here you say 410 right four like, and I think you said it um like it's just like everybody instead of saying zero or like the like the ten involved, it's just that funny. I find it like we always say oh, or like you know like three three oh two for the area code for Delaware. It's like three oh two and that three zero two or you know it's always, it was like oh, and I was just like it's funny how we always say you draw out the O's and everything. We always nitpick about that, so it's funny. I thought it was pretty funny. I wanted you to you know read that for us because I I couldn't remember it in the beginning of the show and I kind of. I couldn't recall, so it was cool. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, think it's going to be fun to hear that Baltimore accent. No doubt, no doubt. You know, but I don't know. It's going to be fun. But I digress. And uh, yeah, Odell Beckham Jr. Let's let's roll, bro. All right. So, Josh, have we covered everything for this special Odell Beckham uh, episode of the call? Quote the Raven: Never move. <laughs> Never move, Dale. That one recorded. Oh my gosh. Everybody right, says I have custody Baltimore, and it was funny is I listen to some of my friends do like Facebook lives and do videos on their socials and I listen to them and I'm like, I can hear it so thick, but it's like when I hear myself talk, I don't hear it. But then when I re-listen to our shows and stuff, I'm like, bro, I sound just like, I mean, I'm born and raised here. Obviously I had the accent, but I'm like, man, is it laid and went thick. Well, well, that was one of the things somebody said on one of our Apple podcast reviews is that they love the show because of how authentic we were. Like you could tell that the, <laughs> it's like the one guy's definitely from Baltimore. You can tell just from the accent. Oh, and I've, you're not. I've <laughs> worked. I've worked really hard to kind of like get that accent down a little bit, so I don't sound as like I do a show about the Capitals. I can't say Washington Capitals every time. So like, but every once in a while, My it'll sneak me for out. The, the way I say "worst," they're like, "What'd you do?" I'm like, yeah. "Worst the car," and they're like, "What?" Wash, wash, wash your plates in the zinc. That's that's okay. a that's an old Balmer one. Okay, change the oil in the car. Like, not <laughs> Like it's just the way we say instead of it's not Baltimore, it's Burmer. The, I, the accent does come out when I'm watching the Ravens, though, because I remember a couple times last year I would see a pass or a catch or something, and I would go, "Air it is," and I'd be like, "I just said air, not no. there." No. <laughs> Here it is, Hoyn. All right. Well, hey, if you'd like to speak in a Baltimore accent and like to type in a Baltimore accent, you can tweet to either one of us. You can talk to us over on Discord as well, uh, but you can tweet to either of us. Uh, I'm at Brando Cash. Uh, uh, Josh, where can people tweet to you at? Oh, excuse me. Always at Italian GQ52. And check out, like I said, check out our Discord, discord.gg slash the call podcast. Like us over there and make sure you follow us. Discuss the Baltimore Ravens with us over on discord. We are trying to post as much stuff we find uh, related to the Ravens as possible over there. Plus we're always fighting about ranch and blue cheese. So that's always our tailgate feast that we talk about over on our discord. Now we do this show for free. You listen, stream and download for free on Apple podcast, Stitcher, tune in player.fm overcast, Google podcast, Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. All we ask in return is for you to please spread the word about the show. Write us an Apple podcast podcast review rate us over on spotify and let people know on facebook and twitter and tumblr and pinterest and instagram and reddit and snapchat and twitch and tiktok and discord and hive anywhere you're social on the web or with your phone say i'm a baltimore ravens fan i listen to the call and you should too so also check us out over on Facebook, facebook.com slash the call podcast. I do want to say thank you to David Rivers. He is a loyal listener, good friend of the show. He gifted Josh and I 
Wales jerseys because he's an international listener. And uh, once Josh and I get to hang out soon, our schedules have been a little nutty. But once we get to uh, see each other, we're going to be uh, showing off those Wales jerseys. Thanks to David. So big thank you to David for doing that. Yes, awesome of him for doing that. Good friend of the show. He's been on the show. So you've heard him on the show as well. So definitely uh, thank you, David, so much for those jerseys. I, I now have a European football team to root for, which Go Wales. Go Wales. So that is it for the show this week. Josh, take us out the way you always do. Hey, man, thank you so very much. And uh, looking forward to seeing the Ravens 2023 roster come together. Big acquisition. We can celebrate that. We can dissect it. We can be unhappy about it. Whatever your feelings are, please let us know. I'd like to get the conversation going. Hit us up on Discord. Hit us up on the call Facebook. You can... Find us on the socials, tweet at us. I love to get the conversation going with you guys. Uh, tell me and Brandon what you think. Are you in love with this? Are you hating it? I know we've had some dialogue already when the news broke on Sunday afternoon. Um, so folks were not so happy, but which is fine, you know. No, and I, I think it would be a boring thing if we all agreed, right? You know, but fresh perspective is always good, and uh, love to see what you all think about this. I'm pretty excited about Odell, as you know, from listening uh, to us go at it. And I uh, can't wait to see what's in store. Draft is coming right up. Uh, me and Brandon are going to be talking draft strategies as we get closer um, to the end of the month and that last Thursday on the calendar and that last weekend for the NFL draft. What will the Ravens do now? Now that they signed a big, splashy free agent receiver and in signing us out, Brandon, we missed to bring up this point, and I do apologize. But speaking of that, do you know that this is so uncharacteristic of outside the normal what the Ravens do? I like it because of that, because they don't make big acquisitions and allocate big money to a guy like that, especially coming off an injury and all that. So to them to do that, I think it just shows commitment to what they kind of want to do, change. They're trying to change the narrative because we talked about it last year, right? What is the definition of insanity? Doing the same things over and over again and expecting a different result. And we haven't been getting there. It's like, come on, guys. Like, it's, it's broke. Fix it. Do something different, and the Ravens have done that. And, of course, fans aren't happy, but, again, no matter what they do, they ain't going to make everybody happy. Got to have some conflict involved. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what the Ravens can do and continue the trend of let's do things differently around here for a change. And uh, maybe that'll be good for the Ravens' success in 23. Who knows? We'll see what that happens going forward. We'll cover the draft coming up. Baltimore Ravens. Flock, are you with me? Call Faithful about it. Let's fly high. This has been a production of Brando Cash Entertainment. Music by Brad Lepore and Daniel Kelly from the DBK Studio. For more information, go to brandocash.com.